0: here announcing that this is station WCBN FM Ann Arbor your dharmic free speech station
1: I got something to tell you. Yeah. No, no, no. It's cool. Hey, listen. You new here? Uh Uh-huh. You new here, huh? Uh -huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where you from? Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, listen. You know what's going on around here?
2: You don't.
1: You don't.
0: That's sure. Because there ain't nothing going on. Ain't nothing. Uh Uh-uh. Nothing going on around here. Nothing. Nothing.
1: Unless you're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor 88.3. That's the only thing happening here. The only thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, we'll see you, kid. Yeah, take care. Take care, yeah. Hey. Hey, kid. Kid. Look out. Look out. Look out.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. oh tune in next week.
3: In the eye of the storm In the eye of the storm Home To a new and a shiny place Make our bed and we'll say our grace Freedom's light burning warm Freedom's light burning warm
4: And happy 4th of July uh, You're listening to the Living Writers Show uh, My name is Steve, and today we've got Jason um, doing the fine engineering for us and, um, and in the studio today, I've got three living, living writers um, Patrick and Sean and Lewis And we thought that we would get together and uh, read you the Declaration of Independence No, I'm just kidding <laughs> um welcome welcome gentlemen
5: thanks T. um
4: thanks thanks for coming thanks T. um hey uh patrick speak speak more into your mic because it's a it's okay like a little okay um <laughs> just to be bossy to kick things off right um <laughs> uh well it's have your
2: p- right to do it T. It's your it's your freedom
4: it's my freedom because we're in america because yeah. <laughs> because we someone came to america and um yeah how is i wonder if that neil diamond song has been playing through everyone's mind all day like if it's uh,
2: it's I'd say not mine, no. but um, <laughs> but it was my favorite song uh, when I was in sixth grade. So oh, okay. it was it was good to hear
5: it again. Yes, I bought it on vinyl. Yeah, good choice. Really, yeah. really yeah.
4: had it on vinyl. Like
5: the jazz singer, right? That was the movie. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. W-
4: yeah. Was it the um the lyrics that drew it drew you, or was it the the thumping rhythm? No, it was
5: just on the radio all the time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> in in Ireland. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh. it
5: was a huge. Yeah, I remember it. it was a very big movie there. Yeah.
4: Oh, well, in um, in in Atlanta, they have um, the Museum of yeah. Patriotism, and they have that. They have a um, uh, um, a bunch of clips of people coming through Ellis Island, and they have that song. And it's actually when I first heard it, it made me laugh. My first, um, I was gonna, la- but then it was actually very moving. The pictures um, of all the people coming mm. coming yeah. through. Um, but anyway, it's the Fourth of July, so we thought we'd gather together and. Um, And read some poems and other things. And people have emailed and sent some suggestions for songs. But um, why don't we kick off with... uh, Patrick, you want to kick us off with a poem?
5: Okay. I'll read a poem by Larry Levis uh, from The Dollmaker's Ghost. It's called To a... (coughs) Excuse me. I'm not... uh, I haven't been practicing. But uh, To a Wall of Flame in a Steel Mill, Syracuse, New York, 1969. Except under the cool shadows of pines, the snow is already thawing along this road. Such sun and wind. I think my father longed to disappear while driving through this place once in 1957. Beside him, my mother slept in a grey dress while his thoughts moved like the shadow of a cloud over houses. And he was seized suddenly by his own shyness, by his desire to be grass and simplified, Was it brought on by the road or the snow or the sky, with nothing in it? He kept sweating and wiping his face until it passed, and I never knew. But in the long journey away from my father, I took only his silences, his indifference to misfortune, rain, stones, music, and grief. Now I can sleep beside this road, if I have to, even while the stars pale and go out, and it is day. And if I can keep secrets for years, the way a stone retains a warmth from the sun, it is because men like us own nothing, really. I remember once, in the steel mill where I worked, someone opened the door of the furnace, and I glanced in at the simple, quick and blank erasures, the flames made of iron, of everything on earth. It was reverence I felt then, and did not know why. I do not know even now why my father lived out his one life farming two hundred acres of grey Malaga vines and peach trees twisted by winter. They lived, I think, because his hatred for the, of them was entire and wordless. I still think of him staring into this road twenty years ago while his hands gripped the wheel harder and his wish to be no one made his body tremble like the touch of a woman he could not see, her fingers drifting up his spine in silence until his loneliness was perfect and she let him go her laughter turning into these sheets of black and glassy ice that dislodged themselves and ride slowly out onto the towing river
4: oh thank you patrick that's that's really something whenever whenever a poem is read um in here i always just feel a bit speechless afterwards which is not the probably the best situation for radio. Um, anyway, well onward, right? Yeah, that um, was beautiful. It was so so nicely read. Thank you, Patrick. Um, Sean, what what did you bring? What? what? Um.
2: Well, I, I have some Larry Levis, uh, some Whitman, some. Would you like Howard Nemerov? How about a Howard Nemerov poem?
4: That sounds good. Yeah, some some Howard.
2: Um, who i guess was was the brother of Diane Arbus which i didn't know until today someone told me this um the photographer Diane Arbus um, they the
5: made po- an awful film about right the, the fur
2: oh yeah i think they did make an awful film about her um recently right yeah yeah last fall well they yeah okay here's the here's the poem it's called um it's in um mostly rhyme tercets. it's called Ultima Ratio Reagan The reason we do not learn from history is because we are not the people who learned last time, because we are not the same people as them that fed our sons in honor to Vietnam and dropped the burning money on their trees. We know that we know better than they knew, and history will not blame us if once again the light at the end of the tunnel is the train. There's a little political poem there from from Nemirov that seemed... um, Freedom, ba- uh, freedom-oriented, in some way, right? So, um, the ability to uh, decide or not decide uh, what to remember, um, and the freedom to sort of uh, overlook things, seemed uh, pertinent.
4: Yeah. yeah, and you and you also brought a short one by Basho, right?
2: Yeah, there's a good. Here's a good poem by Basho that obviously was not written in the states, um, but has always sort of reminded me of. Um, I guess an American sense of longing, or sort of longing, even uh, amidst some sort of, sort of satisfaction. Um, it's a haiku, of course. Um, even in Kyoto, hearing the cuckoo's cry, I long for Kyoto. So that's it.
4: That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I wonder, could you could you um, give us a little uh, demonstration of the cry?
2: I don't know if I could. <laughs> I think it's it. Uh, no. no no not now maybe
4: I, later because we have you i know, could work up to it 45 minutes yeah. so you know there might be a cry that i think
2: it's tucked into one of one of the musical examples that we have so the, the listeners will be able to hear it
4: oh okay in, in one of those <laughs> okay well i was thinking that the next song we'll play how about is uh, we play the woody guthrie song does that sound good gentlemen
2: that sounds uh, wonderful
4: this land is your land yeah okay well let's go with that jason Or you know what? we can keep talking for a little while because we're not quite you know at our, at our time. I guess I could say that um, you're listening to WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor and uh, and uh, we, we went to a baseball game yesterday, so oh, here we go.)
3: But it all took place in a small cafe in a time of war with Saddam Hussein. It was a true American sort of a place. They had a signed photograph of George Bush's face hanging up right next to the rebel flag, equipped with a guarantee of authenticity. A misspelled word. It "Sits in celery, yours, G.W." Real back in the corner was an old jukebox, it only cost a dime, so I dug in my pocket. I was in a weird mood, I thought, what the hell? So I hooked it up with Patti LaBelle. Talking about, Voulez vous avec moi, c'est soit. Voulez vous avec moi, I didn't see many happy faces though, a couple of mean looks, really. I figured that like me, they too must have been upset with where the R&B industry had taken the music in the last three decades, and hearing the classic tune Lady Marmalade on the jukebox functioned merely as a painful reminder of the pathetic quality of today's so-called R&B as compared to the glory days of true rhythm and blues. Or maybe they were just pissed because I didn't play God Bless America for the 30th time in a row. I sat right down in a little old booth. I was hungry as a bear in a low budget zoo. The waitress asked, What'll it be, fella? I said, Hot coffee. Do you have French vanilla? She looked at me funny. One of them, No, you didn't, sort of stares. She said, If you mean victory vanilla, then yes, we do. Well, next I ordered a plate of French fries and French toast sticks on the side. I said, start me off with a bowl of French bread. And I don't like soup, I'll take salad instead. She asked, what kind of dressing do you want with that? I could tell it was an interrogation. I looked her straight in the eye, and I said, French on the side. But a waitress looked at little je ne sais quoi. She couldn't speak, was in shock and awe. She whispered to the cook quite smugly, Lock the doors, this could get ugly. I said, uh, what seems to be the trouble, ma'am? I don't want to offend anyone or sound un-American or anything. I mean, if it bothers you so much, just uh, go ahead and put the dressing right on top. Will the busboy run and grab the phone and he dialed up 911? The operator said, what's the trouble? Busboy said, we need help on the double. He said, we have a terrorist sitting in our store. The operator asked, are you for sure? The busboy screamed, he ordered freedom fries and liberty toast and justice bread and a salad with God Bless America dressing on top. But he used the F the operator had to catch his breath. We'll send the SWAT team immediately. God help you all. Well, before I had a chance to explain, down the street the SWAT team came. They had Uzis, right gear, hand grenades. They had choppers, canines, barricades. They had booby traps and landmines. They had rocket-propelled grenades. They brought napalm and biological weapons. They duct-taped the windows shut. They had night goggles, even though it was right in the middle of the day. They had snipers in the no-smoking section who were clearly violating the requirements of that section by holding smoking semi-automatic weapons. They located my position with outer space telescopes. They increased the national threat level to red, which just so happens to be the color of my hair. Coincidence? I don't think so. They received intelligence that I was harboring weapons of mass destruction in my shoes. Turned out it was just my socks. Then they brought in their secret weapons. smelled the whiskey on his breath I finally surrendered well they hauled me down to the police station they hogtied me like a pound of bacon they threw me into a barbed wired cellar I was joined by two more hogtied fellers three little pigs they gave us a blanket pigs in a blanket Well, the first guy looked like an upscale type, wore a black tuxedo, looked real nice. I asked him what they put you in here for. He said, I'm in the symphony. I play French horn. I think it was the tuba player that ratted me out. He walked in on me in the bathroom, sitting on the bidet, playing Frere Jacques. I was eating a croissant. Well, the other guy laying there was a teenage kid. I said, son, what was it you gone and did? He said, it's bad. I'm ashamed to say I threw my entire life away. I said, it's okay, son. You can tell us hell, we're all outlaws, bad men, menaces to society, communists, traitors, vigilantes. He said, "Okay, what I did was this. I gave my girl a big French kiss. I said, well, what's the matter with that? That don't sound all that bad. He said, there's more. Ah, uh, we French, I mean uh, Freedom Kissed, during the National Anthem at a baseball game. And they caught us on the Jumbotron. Me and the F-word horn player took two big-ass steps back. I said, kid, that is just sick. Completely un-American. Son, son, you never ever waste a good ticket to a baseball game on a girl. Oh! Wrote that line not me I'm just a singer well next they poured us full of truth serum and I tried to resist but it tastes like beer and I like beer and I like the truth too so I couldn't see no harm in combining the two until I started telling them about all the bedwet and pants pooping I'd done in my pre-teens I even told them about my pent-up passion for Martha Stewart cookware and Martha Stewart gardening. Holiday Collections
4: by well, well, we're fading Martha out Stewart. there. That, that wasn't, you guys have probably guessed, that wasn't Woody Guthrie. This, this um, land is your land. That was Jake Speed from Cincinnati. And the song was um, sent, sent in by Katie Hartsock and John Geltner um, over in Chicago. So thanks, guys, for that, that great Jake Speed uh, number. Uh, uh, he's uh, always a rousing uh, uh, fellow from oh, Cincinnati. Um, so, uh, other some other folks uh, from across uh, the country sent in. <laughs> I make it sound really grand, but uh, a few people. This is, as you can probably tell by listening to the show, this has sort of been um, thrown together at the, the last moment um, in... in um, with good intention, <laughs> and uh, and my friends are helping me out here today, reading poems. And some friends sent things about America. Um, Charlie McLeod Mac- actually um, he sent he said you got to read a James Wright poem. Autumn begins in Martins Ferry, Ohio. Even if we are all post-industrial now, um, so uh, and he also uh, suggested uh, the song um, "Fake Empire." Uh, by the National, Um, but here's that poem by James Wright. Autumn Begins in Martins Ferry, Ohio. In the Shreve High football stadium, I think of Polacks nursing long beers in Tiltonsville and gray faces of Negroes in the blast furnace at Benwood and the ruptured night watchmen of Wheeling Steel dreaming of heroes. All the proud fathers are ashamed to go home Their women cluck like starved pullets, dying for love. Therefore, their sons grow suicidally beautiful at the beginning of October and gallop terribly against each other's bodies. And Charlie McLeod has uh, a story coming out in the Gettysburg Review, so look for it in this autumn issue. Um, And Jason Breedle, who was a guest here, a, a few weeks ago he sent in a poem uh, capitalist poem number five by Campbell McGrath I was at the 7-eleven I ate a burrito I drank a slurpee I was tired it was late after work washing dishes the burrito was good I had another I did it every day for a week I did it every day for a month to cook a burrito you tear off the plastic wrapper you push button number three on the microwave Burritos are large, small or medium. Red or green chili peppers, beef or bean or both. There are 7 Elevens all across the nation. On the way out, I bought a quart of beer for a buck thirty nine. I was aware of social injustice in only the vaguest possible way. I wonder if Jason Breedle is now eating a burrito to celebrate the Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, okay, and then we'll come back uh, to some more. Um, Patrick, would you uh, read a little bit of? Do you want to read Robert Lowell, or do you want to read Howell, or? Um,
5: re- let me read. Should I read Robert Lowell? Poem? Yeah. Okay. Then maybe
4: we'll after the break we'll um we'll okay. have some Howell. Okay. okay.
5: Okay, this is uh, Memories of West Street and Lepke, which is from his book Life Studies, right? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. this is his first book of poems. Only teaching on Tuesdays, bookwarming in pyjama, fresh from the washer each morning. I hog hu- a whole house on Boston's hardly passionate Marlborough Street, where even the man scavenging filth in the back alley trash cans has two children, a beach wagon, a helpmate, and is a young Republican. I have a nine-month daughter, young enough to be my granddaughter. Like the sun, she rises in her flame flamingo infants wear. These are the tranquilized fifties, and I am forty. Ought I to regret my seed time? I was a fire-breathing Catholic C.O. and made my manic statement, telling off the state and president, and then sat waiting sentence in the bullpen beside a Negro boy with curlicues and marijuana in his hair. Given a year, I walked on the roof of the West Street Jail, a short enclosure like my school soccer court, and saw the Hudson River once a day. Through sooty clotheslines, entanglements, and bleaching khaki tenements, strolling, I yammered metaphysics with Abramowicz, a jaundiced yellow, it's really tan, and flyweight pacifist. So vegetarian, he wore rope shoes and preferred fallen fruit. He tried to convert biff and brown, The Hollywood pimps to his died, Hairy, muscular, suburban, wearing chocolate double-breasted suits. They blew their tops and beat him black and blue. I was so out of things. I'd never heard of the Jehovah Witnesses. Are you a CO? I asked a fellow jailbird. No, he answered. I'm a JW. He taught me the hospital tuck and pointed out the T-shirted back of Murder Incorporated, Sar Lepke dare p- piling towels on a rack, a dwaddling off to his seg- to his segregated cell full of things forbidden the common man, a portable radio, a dresser, two toy American flags tied together with a ribbon of Easter palm. Flabby, bald, lobotomized, he drifted in a sheepish calm where no agonizing reappraisals, jarity's concentration on the electric chair hanging like an oasis in his air of lost connections.
4: Wow, this is um, tune in for a little holiday joy, right? <laughs> With the four of us here. Um, well, hope everybody is enjoying the Fourth of July so far. Um, and you're listening to the Living Writers Show on WCBN FM and Arbor. Um, Jason, let's give uh, let's let's try for "This Land Is Your Land" by Woody Guthrie. All right, fingers crossed.
0: This land is your land, and this land is my land, from the California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. I went a walk in that ribbon of highway I saw above me that endless skyway saw below me that golden valley this land was made for you and me I roamed and ran followed my footsteps to the sparkling sands of her diamond deserts all around me a voice was sounding this land was made for you and me when the sun comes shining then i was strolling in the wheat fields waving and the dust clouds rolling When the sun comes shining, then I was strolling, the wheat fields waving, the dust clouds rolling, the voice coming chanting, and the fog was lifting, this land was made for you and me.
4: Welcome back. You're listening to the Living Writers Show. Uh, today, Patrick and Sean and Lewis are joining me in the studio, and we've got Jason Engineering for us. Uh, that was Woody Guthrie's "This Land Is Your Land." Such such a beautiful song.
2: It's an amazing song. Yeah, yeah. it's
5: still beautiful to hear it. Right.
2: It yeah, is. Yeah.
4: Makes It's it's our it's our aim to make people cry today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how are we doing?
4: That's right. Yeah, um, but and and Sean, you were saying that. Oh yeah, uh, I'd
2: like to revise what I said earlier. I mean, I love Neil Diamond and Coming to America, but I remember that this is uh, Woody Guthrie was actually my favorite in sixth grade, and so maybe still is.
4: There's some revisionist history there.
2: Yeah, Welcome to America.
4: <laughs> and um, on that note, how about a little a little. Walt Whitman for yeah. How us? about a
2: little Walt Whitman because it stands up to time and, um, and the actual <clears throat> underlying principles of the thing. So this uh, Whitman today goes out to our friend Scooter Libby, recently freed by the president from all consequences of perjury <laughs> to the U.S. Congress. Um, Stop this day and night with me and you shall possess the origin of all poems, Scooter Libby. You shall possess <laughs> the good of the earth and sun... There are millions of sons left. You shall no longer take things at second or third hand, nor look through the eyes of the dead, nor feed on the specters and books. You shall not look through my eyes either, nor take things from me. You shall listen to all sides and filter them for yourself. I have learned what the talkers were talking, the talk of the beginning and the end, but I do not talk of the beginning or the end. There was never any more inception than there is now nor any more youth or age than there is now. it will never be any more perfection than there is now, nor any more heaven or hell than there is now. Urge and urge and urge, always the procreant urge of the world. Out of the dimness opposite equals advance, always substance and increase, always a knit of identity, always distraction, always a breed of life to elaborate elaborate is no avail learned and unlearned feel that is it is so sure as the most certain sure plum in the uprights well entreated braced in the beams, stout as a horse affectionate haughty electrical i in this mystery here we stand clear and sweet is my soul and clear and sweet is all that is not my soul
4: there, yeah, we couldn't we couldn't not have Walt Whitman. Uh, thanks, Sean, for Welcome. for reading that and and for de- the dedication was. Um,
2: it seems apt.
4: I would say it was my favorite part, but I don't want to diss Walt because <laughs> I love Walt. Um, right. So so now um, Patrick, are you gonna read a read a poem for okay. us? Do you want to set us up a little bit with what you're?
5: Uh, this is a, a uh, by Philip Levine. It's from a, a book called What Work Is which is, uh, I think, from nineteen early 90s. He won a National Book Award. And as everyone knows, Levine's from Detroit. and uh, He was actually Larry Levis's teacher uh, in Fresno. He taught in, at Fresno State for years. But I'm going to, uh, he's a great uh, lover of jazz, and uh, there's a poem in here called Soloing, which is about Coltrane and, uh, and I think, the, the, a mother. <laughs> so I'm going to read it. And my favorite song on the jazz singer is actually Love on the Rocks. Yeah, Do that, you remember that Oh one? yeah, <laughs> that is a great I love song. That.
4: Love on the Rocks.
5: You know, no big <laughs> surprise. Pour me a drink and I'll tell you my lies. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's almost like a mantra. Yeah.
5: <laughs> okay, this is soloing by Philip Levine. <clears throat> my mother tells me she dreamed of John Coltrane, a young train playing his music with such joy and contained energy and rage, she could not hold back her tears. And sitting awake now, her hands crossed in her lap, the tears start in her blind eyes. The TV set behind her is gray, expressionless. It is late, the neighborhood's quiet, even the city, Los Angeles, quiet. I have driven for hours down 99, over the grapevine, into heaven to be here. I place my left hand on her shoulder, and she smiles. What a world! A mother and son finding solace in California, just where, just where we were told it would be, among the palm trees and all-night supermarkets, pushing orange-backed lighted oranges at 2 a.m. He was alone, she says, and does not say, just as I am, soloing, what a world a great man half her age comes to my mother in sleep to give her the gift of song which, shaking the tears away, She passes on to me. For now I can hear the music of the world in the silence and that word, soloing. What a world. When I arrived, the great bowl of mountains was hidden in a cloud of exhaust. The sea spread out like a carpet of oil. The roses I had brought from Fresno browned on the seat beside me, and I could have turned back and lost the music.
4: And now for the Coltrane. You're listening to The Living Writers Show. Happy 4th of July. Um, my name is T. Hitzel, and I'm sitting here today with Patrick, Sean, and Lewis. Happy 4th. Happy 4th. Cheers. Happy 4th, yeah. <laughs> Happy 4th. <fourth. laughs> and, um, and...
2: Lewis um, gives a um, thumbs up. Um, yeah, so that we were just listening to the second track on Love Supreme, which is entitled Resolution by John Coltrane. And so, which, you know, it's interesting, 4th of July theme of the day, freedom. But um, so there's, you know, there's with an excess of freedom that, you know, there's a certain responsibility with that. So it's interesting always in jazz how, you know, one must figure out how to construct that amount of freedom and, and construct um, um, sort of limits to that and where to take that. So um, it, it just seemed like a, a perfect choice that Patrick brought in today to follow that Philip Levine poem, this notion of sort of being alone and soloing and in the poem too you could hear in the Levine poem um before the break there's sort of this ghost of of Walt Whitman floating in it via maybe the ghost of um Allen Ginsberg's supermarket in California it's
4: right so there's
2: that there's that um you know the farthest limits again of freedom sort of this limits of freedom but the farthest limits of the country and you know Whitman wrote beautifully about sort of reaching the Pacific and and what then you know um, where does the vision go from there? So it just seemed nice to hear Allen Ginsberg sort of lilting. Yeah. And a lot of, other
5: I mean, I, I know a lot of the poets from that. I don't know if it's, this is true anymore, but a lot of the poets from that era really adored jazz, right? I mean, they right, yeah. mm-hmm. ha- really influenced by, it. The, the, which the is a very poems. purely American music, right? Right. Yeah. It's a, right? But it it's, is. You know, it's
2: interesting too about Coltrane in particular. This, um, this ability to sort of see beyond. Um, I don't know. I guess the limits of the ego, right? Like so part of his project was to sort of see beyond the self or to treat music, treat jazz specifically as a sort of spiritual quest. So there's a there's an interesting notion there and connection between maybe um Ginsburg as well. You know, this sort of um
4: so are you giving are you setting this up for a segue? I'm here, setting it Sean. up for a
2: segue, but also but also just like I guess in appreciation for different types of freedom today, this this notion to be sort of have the ability or freedom to see beyond oneself, which is not normally associated with probably like the freedom of lack of consequence, which, which we normally associate with some types of American freedom. Right, right. So, yeah, on to, Ginsburg. on to Ginsburg. That was my long segue.
4: Okay. Am going
5: to... Okay, O'Keefe. <okay. laughs> this is daunting. Okay.
4: Her, just read as much as you'd okay. like, yeah. But let's... Okay. Howl.
5: Howl, okay, for Carl Solomon. Okay. <laughs> this is daunting. Okay. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness, starving hysterically naked, dragging themselves through the negro streets at dawn looking for an angry fix, angle-headed hipsters burning for the ancient heavenly connection to the starry dynamo in the machinery of night, who poverty and tattered and hollow eyes and high up, smoking in the supernatural darkness of coal water flats floating across the tops of city contemplating jazz who bared their brains to heaven under the L and saw Mohammedan angels staggering on tenement roofs illuminated, who passed through universities with radiant cool eyes hallucinating Arkansas and, and Blake-like tragedy among the scholars of war, who were expelled from the academies for crazy and publishing obscene odes on the windows of the skull, who cowered in unshaven rooms in underwear, burning their money in wastebaskets and listening to the terror through the wall, who got busted in their in their pubic beards, returning through Laredo with a belt of marijuana for New York, who ate fire in paint, hotels or drank turpentine in Paradise Alley, death, or purged their torsos night after night with dreams, with drugs, with walking nightmares, alcohol cock and endless balls, incomparably blind, streets of shuddering cloud and lightning in the mind, leaping towards poles of Canada and Patterson, illuminating all the motionless world of time between... Peyote of halls, backyard, green tree symmetry dawns, wine drunkenness over the rooftops, storefront burrows of tea-head, joyride, neon blinking traffic light, sun and moon and tree vibrations in the roaring winter dusk of Brooklyn, ashcan ranting, and kind king, light of mind, who chained themselves to subways for the endless ride from battery to Holy Bronx to. Benundrine until the noise of wheels and children brought them down, shuddering, mouth racked and battered bleak of brain, all drained of brilliance in the dear light of zoo, who sank all night in submarine light, and Bigfords floated out and sat through the stale beer afternoon in desolate Fugazis, listening to the crack of doom and a hydrogen jukebox, who talked continuously seventy hours from park to pad to bar, to Bellevue to Museum, to Brooklyn Bridge. Lost battalion of platonic conversationalists jumping down the stoops of fire escapes of windowsills of Empire State out of of the moon. Yakety-yak-yakety screaming, vomiting, whispering facts and memories and anecdotes and eyeball kicks and shocks of hospital and jails and wars... Whole intellects disgorged in total recall for seven days and nights with brilliant eyes meet for the synagogues cast on the pavement who vanished into nowhere Zen New Jersey leaving a trail of ambiguous picture postcards of Atlantic City Hall suffering eastern sweats and Tangerian bone grinding and migraines of china under junk withdrawals in newark's bleak furnished room who wandered around and around at midnight in the railroad yard wondering where to go and went leaving no broken hearts who lit cigarettes in boxcars 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 racketing through snow towards lonesome farms and grandfather night, who studied plutonius poe, st john of the cross, telepathy and and Bob Cabalish because the cosmos instinctively vibrated at their feet in Kansas who laundered through the streets of Idaho seeking visionary Indian angels who were visionary Indian angels who thought they were only mad when Baltimore gleamed in supernatural ecstasy who jumped in limousines with the Chinamen of Oklahoma on the impulse of winter midnight streets light small town rain who lounged hungry and lonesome through Houston, seeking jazz or sex or soup and following the brilliant Spaniard to converse about America and eternity, a hopeless task, and so took ship to Africa, who disappeared into the volcanoes of Mexico, leaving behind nothing but the shadow of dungarees and the lava and ash of poetry scattered in fireplaces, Chicago, who reappeared on the West Coast, investigating the FBI in beards and charts with big pacifists, eyes sexy in their dark skin, passing out inco- incomprehensible leaflets, who burned cigarette holes in their arms, protesting the narcotic tobacco haze of capitalism? Who disturbed supercommunist pamphlets distributed? Or dist- yes, supercommunist pamphlets in Union Square, weeping and undressing while the sirens of Los Alamos wailed them down, and wailed down Wall, and the Staten Island ferry also wailed. Who broke down crying in white gymnasiums, naked and trembling before the machinery of other skeletons? Who bit detectives in the neck and shrieked with delight in police cars? for committing no crime but their own wild cooking and intoxication. Who howled on their knees in the subway and were dragged off the roof waving genitals and manuscripts. Who let themselves be blah 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 by saintly motorcyclists and scream with joy, Who blew and were blown by those human, the sailors' caresses of Atlantic and Caribbean love. Who bawled in the morning and the evenings in Rose Gardens and the grass of public parks. And symmetry scattering their, can we say semen? Mm-hmm. Semen freely to whomever, come who may. Okay, I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of breath. I that, hadn't that was
4: great, though. That was really I, great. I don't
5: know if I can read Canterbury.
4: Wow, <laughs> wow, and that's that's part of how I haven't read
5: it in years. Oh, uh, thank you, uh, Patrick. Man, yeah. yeah,
4: what momentum too? <laughs> you were rolling. <laughs> um, so, so we also there's so many. There, I wish we had more time because uh, there's so many people that we. We all have like piles of books in front of us, and we and there's lots of music, everyone bought tons of music, so um we can't I, I bemoan the fact that we can't get to everything but um but but we we all agreed that we'd talk a little bit about bob dylan and and so um we're we're not talking deeply about him but um well, you guys love Bob Dylan right we're gonna play one of Dylan's songs um and uh, Lyle, Lyle Bush from out in Seattle, he he um, has a little bit to say. Um, let's see. What Do you guys know the name of this song? Um, the, the, Which one um, is it? Lewis? Lewis, do you know? Um, trying to get to heaven. Trying to get to heaven. Okay. Um, so what Lyle writes, the secret in the song is the way Bob sings, close the door. The repeating chorus involves him saying... That he's trying to get to heaven before they close the door, which is already, I think, pretty key to pretty 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 key to understanding the United States. <laughs> this, we're, we're having a surreal radio time here. Um, and then Lyle continues. <laughs> Lyle's not calling in on the phone, um, but it would be great if he was. It's like he is. Yeah. It's like he is. It's yeah. as if he's here with us. Um, but what's super key, I think, and my fellow Dylanologists will will back me up on this is that he closes the door on the word closes he sings it as cluses or closes and it all comes through his nose all stopped up and pinched the door is already closed or very close he doesn't think he can he he doesn't think he can get there um all right. So that's, that's Lyle. That's Lyle's words on, on Dylan. And I also wanted to say thanks to, to Joy and to Deanne for, for sending in poems. And maybe if we do America show part two, we can, we can get to those um, on the Living Writers Show. America all the time. America. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. I, and we also wanted to read some of the Declaration of Independence, but... Um, but we agreed that the language is kind of—I mean, it's beautiful, but it's clunky. So <laughs> maybe we'll practice. I'll practice that before um, subjecting you all. Unless, um, sh- do you guys want to say anything about Dylan at all? Like, what what he, yes. uh, what he means? What because he's like the because they they argue like people say, oh, he's a poet, and then other people say he's not. He's not a poet. What, what's your take on that?
5: Um. He's a poet, right? Like he, like the yeah. The that song is on what? Words? Time out of mind, right? Is that the album? Yeah, with Lin, Daniel Lin Wall, is it Yeah, yeah. I love. I mean, yeah, Dylan's very important. He, when, when he dies, it's going to be very hard. Oh no for a lot of people
4: Yeah Let's knock on wood here <laughs> <laughs> this, Again We're always bringing it back To the good cheer Here at the Living Writers Show <laughs> Bob Dylan's still alive Don't worry folks Okay Well um, Well let's go ahead I'm gonna I'm gonna say Thanks for being here And we'll go out On the Dylan song um, Thank you Patrick Sean thank you, T.
2: Hey thanks T And yeah.
4: Lewis, And um, thanks for listening uh, To WCBN uh, FM Ann Arbor And thanks um, Hi mom <laughs> Anybody want to do any shout shout outs happy fourth everyone hi sally <laughs> and uh and and now we'll go we'll um thanks jason for engineering and um we'll see we'll be back next week uh with uh, susan hutton the poet susan hutton um she's a great poet yep yep she is and so you stay tuned for more um, american poetry next week and here's dylan <laughs>
2: This is Noam Chomsky. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Glad to be with you.